All right, gotta go. I'm gonna interview. Sorry about that, man. <laughs> no problem, man. How do you hear me? I hear you perfectly. There you go. There we go. There we go. Love it. Thanks, uh, thanks for taking the time, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course, of course. Let's uh, officially introduce it here. All right. Hey, guys, and welcome to the Nouveau Riche podcast. So I'm excited about this one for real. David Meltzer. How are we doing, man? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm doing really, really fucking good. Nice. I want to change your t-shirt, man. I got a new Nike slogan. Do it now, not just do it. That's a, that's a perfect it. one. <laughs> yeah, do it now. That's my. That's the Meltzer Nike logo. <laughs> Send me that one. I'll wear it. Love it. Hey, um, to to start it off, I, I know your story is all out on the internet. I don't want to waste waste time on that. I want to go directly like into what's what's important for the listeners. What's important for me? Like, I want to know what David Meltzer would do if he was in my position. Like, I'm 16 years old. Uh, don't really like school. Like building my network, building the podcast. Don't really have like a vision. So, what's what's something? How how did you find that for yourself? Yeah, so what I would do is, number one, be more interested than interesting. School may not be the best uh, place to be more interested than interesting, but right. you want to be the most productive and accessible person that you can. You want to provide the most value that you can mm-hmm. and be able to access, are you kidding me? Are you, be able to access you know, what you want uh, mm-hmm. as quickly and as rapidly and accurately as you can. The other thing that you want to do is you, you want to work hard. Uh, right. And so... Uh, you know, working hard means sacrificing, working smart means learning from others and having mentorship mm-hmm. and working long means do not try to please others by finishing things or doing things at the time frame that other people expect you to do them. You should focus in on the productivity and accessibility uh, of what you're doing and the acceleration and growth that you're having. You know, the cool thing about being 16 years old mm-hmm. is it may take you 10 years to get to 25% of where you want to be. You're only 26 years old, but acceleration and growth, it'll only take you five more years at 31 to be 50% of the way there. Then only right. take you two and a half, right? So if by 33 and a half, you'll be 100% of the way where you want to be. But the cooler thing is, in you know, seven eighths of a year, you'll be 200% of the way. In seven sixteenths, you'll be 400. Seven thirty seconds, you'll be 800. By the time you're 51, you know, like me, you'll be Jeff Bezos. You'll be the biggest character on the internet monetizing things with a great capacity through the mentors that you continually have the mm-hmm. experience situation knowledge relationship capital right. and more importantly you'll be able to help so many people in the world because you played hard smart and long that's it that's, that's a great answer love that what's a what's a what's a skill set you would develop if you're if you were 16 again in in this time yeah there's four things that i look at first is i would develop my values you know, I truly understand what my personal values are, my experiential values, my giving values, and receiving values. Uh, so I look at those four values. For me, they're gratitude, which gives me perspective, forgiveness, which gives me peace, accountability that gives me control, and inspirational value that allows me to consistently work on the interference that exists between me and the most powerful source of everything that exists and me and other people of how all that energy flows through me for others to get what I want. The second thing uh, that I'd work on is asking. Uh, The biggest mistake that I've made is, you know, I didn't have the two key questions in life. Number one, you know, how can I provide value? And then two, most importantly, can you or do you know anyone that can help me? Uh, learning to ask is a great skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, it allows you to expand and connect and and truly uh, accelerate and grow. 
Uh, and then the third thing I would have taught myself is to be a student of the calendar. Uh, studying time is so important, understanding the affinity of time, focusing on acceleration and growth, productivity and accessibility by what I do in person, what I do on the phone, what I do via email, and what I do via media, radio, print, TV, and social media. Also understanding the distinction of content to media, meaning that my true activities, ones that I get paid for, then are amplified and perpetuated through digital media. But the content is still king, the ideas are still king, my mindset is still king. If I'm not focused in on that content or productivity and accessibility that I have, if I'm amplifying bullshit, all I'm gonna get bullshit. I need to amplify the truth. I have to enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential, my truth. And then finally, like your t-shirt says, man, do it now. Uh, if I could give my young self a piece of advice, I ask myself one question every day. Can I do it now? And two, if I can't, put it into a do it now repository, a folder or somewhere where I can go ahead and prioritize by what's important first and then delegate what's urgent after that. All right. All right. Yeah. Big one. Love that. What's um, when you were starting out or I, I guess that's still a thing like this, this age, I, I want to keep it at this age. A lot of my listeners are, are like 16, 25, something like that. Yeah. What's yeah. Um, the, the thing like chasing girls and partying and all, all the temptations that, that come at you? How do you deal with those? How do you like prioritize what's what's important? How do you like deal with those temptations? I wish I was uh, disciplined enough not to party when I was your age uh, through 25, mm -hmm. uh, but I wasn't, I, I wasn't. But what I was disciplined in doing mm -hmm. was doing the most important things first so that I could enjoy learning about how to party, how to socialize, uh, learn about the destructive nature of drugs and alcohol to my being, mm -hmm. learn for myself, right, without anyone telling me. Mm -hmm. uh, but You know, for example, when I was in law school, I, I was 22 years old, I would study till midnight, uh, then party till four in the morning. But I got my studying done when I was sober, where, you know, so many other kids get high, study high, end up with D's and F's. I was a, you know, very, very, very good academic student as I got older, uh, always prioritizing what was important. You know, I always worked out, I always studied hard, but I partied hard too. And until I got older, I didn't realize the accumulative effect of partying. I didn't realize what I was doing to create interference or corrosion to the connection of the most inspirational thing. I didn't understand uh, because I was young and in my ego-based consciousness, I was insecure. You know, I needed the acceptance and approval and love of other people. I wanted everyone to love me. Of course. Until I was 40, uh, I really gave a shit what other people thought. Uh, now, I take advice from other people and I listen to what other people say, uh, but I don't give a shit, right? I, I'm taking advice, I'm taking the best pieces of advice, uh, but I'm not interested in other people stealing my joy. I'm not interested in manifesting what other people want for, for me. I'm not interested in being a copy of what other people think. I want to think on my own, I want to expand on my own, I want to connect directly to the quantum field that exists, that holds everything for everyone. I want to be my own person. And I'm very accepting in the fact, even my, you know, I got three kids between 15 and 25. I got one nine-year-old, but you know, I teach them to, you know, moderation in all things, do what's most important first, but go ahead, learn about partying, enjoying right. girl, alcohol, drugs, learn about those things. Uh, don't overdo it. 
uh, and you will come to the same conclusion that I did, I assume, uh, if you are a true entrepreneur, that drugs and alcohol are an interference, a corrosion to that which you want, and that if you want to put bad things in your body, you're creating a resistance to what you want, but you need to learn that for yourself. You need to experience for yourself. Just be very careful. Ask for help. Do what's legal. You know, do all the things that you can in order to, to be safe. Uh, but it's something that I can't tell you what it's like to have a kid. I can't tell you what it's like to go to college. I can't tell you what it's like to do a lot of things. You got to learn for yourself. But I can't guide you in certain disciplines, moderations, and perspectives that will keep you safe and allow you to accelerate the learning curve so that you can maximize your potential. Does that sound fair? Mm, definitely got that. Yeah, man. That's a, that's a big one. How do you find like that, that, that need? I don't know. I, I like, like monitoring myself and I'm looking at, at, at what, I, what I like and what I don't like and that kind of shit. I see for myself, like when I'm around people and, and it's not even partying, just being around people, being around friends, that makes me feel good, but it's, it's not productive. So how do you find that balance in that? Because I still have that need, but I want to do the build my brand, build my business, everything. I said something you, you worked out for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, the faster you want to succeed, the more sacrifices you have to make. Right. Definitely surround yourself with the right people, the right idea. Be a little bit more aggressive and interested in finding more people like you because you can overlap uh, what you want, meaning find more people that want to be entrepreneurial like you so that you can hang out with people that you like that make you feel good that you can, right. while you're hanging out and maybe partying, you can be talking about business or a podcast or a book or speaking or whatever you see on your future. And that's what I started doing. You know, I started surrounding myself with the people that can help me expand that are much smarter than me and hanging out with them, having a really good time with them. I I've done more business, you know, over a party mm. than I've done during the day. Right. You know, I'm surrounded, I just don't overdo it. You know what I mean? I I'm fine. I was, I have a joke, you know, one martinis too, too little, two martinis, too many. So I'll stick to too little. Uh, but I have a good time. I go out with people that I want to learn from. I ask a lot of questions. I'm more interested than interesting. I ask for help a lot from the people that I want. I ask, to, you know, for what I want, but I also offer a lot of value and see how I can be of service to other people. Mm. Yeah, the, the whole asking thing, it's a, it's a big one, definitely. Yeah, man. What, uh, what, how, how did you find what truly fulfills you? Because that's a, that's a, that's a thing um, most of people are struggling with at this age. Yeah, so... One of the benefits and one of the things that I teach is learn to love what you do, right? Mm -hmm. I believe that you're never truly going to love what you're doing. You got to learn to love it, right? You got to learn to find the light in everything that you do. You got to learn to be aggressive about enjoying the consistent every day, persistent without quit, pursuit of your potential, whether it's taking out the trash, doing your homework, talking to your friends, creating a podcast, creating a business, making money, loaning money, whatever you may do, you need to learn to love it. And that's a skill. Uh, and so by utilizing gratitude, empathy, accountability, and effective communication, those are four great tools to create a perspective, to learn, to love what you do. So when someone gives you a task, the first thing that I do is look and see what is it that I'm going to love about this? What is it that I can find? The same thing with my relationships, right? I don't dwell on the negative things with my relationship with my mom. I'm 51 years old and I guarantee you I still have the same relationship with my mom that you have with yours when you were 16. Right. She still worries about me, tells me what to do, has her opinion for everything. But I look for, put faith in what I want from my mom, all the love, support, 
confidence, all the things my mom gives me, I put faith in that. And I learned to love my mom and give her a consistent communication every day for a minimum of one minute a day. Because I know that one minute a day of consistent communication and love with my mom, putting faith in what I want, is worth more than, you know, 10 hours on a weekend. And it'll mean more to her and it's a lot more efficient and effective. And she's there to give me advice. Do I take all the advice? No, because just because someone loves me doesn't mean they give me good advice. But I think for anyone that cares enough about me or for me, teachers, administrators, coaches, parents, aunts, uncles, friends, siblings, I appreciate everyone that gives me their advice because obviously they care a lot about me to give me that advice, Mm -hmm. but I don't take it. I treat it like a handful of sand. I only keep the kernels or the nuggets of advice that I think will expand and accelerate according to my values and my aspirations and my objectives. But I don't resent those people uh, for giving me that advice. I simply say thank you. I try to understand their advice and then I pray for their happiness, whether I take that advice or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's big. That's big. How did you like find that for yourself? Like prioritizing who's advice to take, who's not, and not giving a fuck about people who don't know what they're, what they're talking about. Yeah, it's called it's called yeah it's called the dummy tax. So, you know, it's why I tell you go ahead figure out the partying yourself, right? I can't tell you not to party. Mm. I can't tell you to party. I'm gonna figure it out. Here's the things to look for, etc. So, when anything new happened for me and I took advice, I would seek counsel from those people that sit in the situation that I want to be in, and Mm. say, hey, I got this piece of advice. What would you do? And they'll tell me, well, you know, I sit in the position you want to be in in order to get to this position. I think that's good advice or I think that's bad advice or I think that's partially good advice, partially bad advice. And then I go ahead and assess the situation. But that's where leveraging and asking is so important is that we're all connected. The tree has no branches. One tree would not go to war against another tree. So you need to figure out for yourself by asking for that help and finding people that sit in the situation you want to be in asking for advice, understanding the advice, praying for people's happiness, holding on to the kernels and nuggets that you want in order to expand and accelerate at the fastest uh, rate that you can to get what you want rapidly and accurately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big man. What's, how, how, do you, how do you stop giving a fuck about what, what these people say? Like they, they all give oh. advice. How do, you, how do you stop caring about it? I'm still working on that, my dear friend. I'm 51 years old, mm-hmm. three times your age plus three years. Uh, I still work on it. The way that I deal with it, I believe in two mindsets. Number one, I want to find my joy at the beginning of the day. My first mindset is simply, simply to find the focus of being happy, finding through meditation for me, it could be for anything, Mm, you know, walking dogs, exercise. But you know, my first mindset is the first action I'm going to take is towards peace, love, joy, and truth. Therefore, the rest of the things that happen during the day are not actions, they're reactions. So I have to have mindfulness of how I'm going to react to others. And so I don't allow them to accelerate me into ego-based consciousness, the need to be right, the need to be offended, the need to be angry, frustrated, separate, inferior, superior, guilty, resentful. I don't go to any of those places. If I feel that way when somebody gives me their opinion or their advice and they don't me feel good I tell myself I'm not gonna let them steal my joy I'm gonna go back to the place of peace happiness etc and I don't care I'm gonna go to the place that I know I'm expanding and accelerating and getting what I want I'm not gonna let that bother me and the more that I practice it I will tell everybody here if you want to practice something practice ending fear in your life 
right? Mm-hmm. Fear of what other people think of you, fear of what other people say to you, fear of what other people want for you. Practice ending fear. You want to practice to practice every day, practice ending fear. Right, 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 right. That's cool, man. I want to I wanna talk about mentors, about networking, that, that, that side of things. A lot of people like making noise in, in the marketplace and uh, saying they're, they're, the, they're the shit, but most of them are not. Like the, the people like, like you, with the real experience, with the real money, what do they like? What, what do they want in a, in a mentee? How do you get in touch with the, with the real ones? I look for people that ask, right? I, I create a system that I try to mentor via my videos, via seminars, webinars, speeches, executive coaching, business right. advisory program. Everything that I do is meant to mentor, accelerate other people so that we can build a universe that has more happy people than not, that people are happy every mm-hmm. day. Not all day long, but they're working and practicing to end fear. Uh, so uh, the best way to do is to be more interested than interesting. Find people that sit in the situation that you want to be in, people that are real, not people that are selling off stage, not people that are at a lower vibration or frequency than you, but elevate your frequency, elevate your vibration. Look for people that you look up to that sit in a situation, not people that are taking pictures in front of Bentleys and Rolls Royces, but people that could own them but don't. Right. right, real people that live for full, purposeful, passionate lives that live to make money, help people, and have fun, allow things, and live in a world of more than enough, more than enough of everyone. And when you find those people, it's the biggest compliment when you ask them for help. And whether they help you personally or find help for you, mm-hmm. those are the real winners. And you got to keep on just asking and asking and asking to find those right mentors. You should always have at least three mentors mm-hmm. for different things that you want to work on. And, you know, if you want to be a great ballerina, I'm not your mentor, but I'm sure I could help you find a mentor that's a great ballerina. Uh, you know, you want to do a podcast, I might be able to help you a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I have more podcasts in the world. I know a thing or two about that, and I'd be happy right. to help somebody. So go ahead, find those mentors. Go ahead, be confident that you're giving them a huge compliment by asking for help. And you're, you're made by the people that say no to you. Who cares if you have to ask 10 people to find one great mentor? Who cares? <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's a big limiting belief, like asking people. That's, that's something most people don't, don't want to do because it's, it's like, I don't want to bother them and shit, but that's a big one. That's, that's cool. I love it. Change your life, man. The people that get ahead ask. You, you know, I had a great football player, played for about three, four teams, Minnesota, Saint, Saint, uh, New Orleans Saints, and of course the San Diego Chargers, a guy named Bensey Glenn, and the greatest wisdom he ever gave me is he used to always say, man, Dave, you don't get unless you ask. And that's including the universe, man. You don't get it unless you ask. You why, ask help me? Why, why would they? Huh? Why, why would the people help me? Well, if, if I'm done deliver value straight away, like. I'll tell you why. Because we're here to give. Everybody loves to give. Mm. They love to feel good about themselves by giving. Nothing makes us feel better than giving what we have. That's why I like to have a lot of things. That's why I'm grateful for so many things. The more that I have, the more I can give. The more forgiveness I have, the more forgiveness I can give. Right. The more money I have, the more money I can give, the more time I have, the more productive and accessible I am, the more I can give. So when someone comes to me like you and says, hey, Dave, you know, can you help me with this? I immediately am complimented. I feel complimented. Wow, this person thinks highly of me. They want me to help. And then I create a downstream so that I can help you efficiently. That's why I create rules like my 520 rule where, you know, I only... Uh, keep my phone calls to five minutes, my meetings and interviews, I keep to 20 so that during the day I can take, you know, 60 phone calls and 20 meetings in a day 
where most people can't do that in a month or two months, right? I, I live my life in the exponential world of infinity where I'm twice as productive minimum every day. I work eight productive, nope, 16 productive hours. And I work twice as efficiently, which takes me to 32 productive hours in a day. And then I work twice as statistically successful. So I get a minimum 64 hours of productivity a day. And I don't believe in work. I believe in activity I get paid for. So I'm looking for activity I get paid for or is relative to what I get paid for 64 hours a day. That's eight days, eight full days of productivity in one day, seven days a week. That leaves me at 56 productive days a week, 56 productive days a week. That's two months. That's two months. And and if somebody's only working five days, you know, that that's literally 11 weeks, 11 weeks plus one day. It's almost, if you take vacation time, it's basically every week for me is three months of productivity of activity I get paid for. And you do that over 10 years, you know, people think you're successful because you're smart. Right. And, uh, man, I just beat you with math. That's and I'll teach you to beat other people with math as well. I wish somebody would have taught me when I was 16. I'd be far, far, far ahead of where I am at 51. That's it. Love that, man. I appreciate that. That's, that's a big takeaway. I appreciate it. I've, um, I know we're short on time. I have one more question for you. What's the... In, in in the mindset what's 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 one thing you you need to possess to to get into that hundred million dollar mark or something what's how do you straight up what's 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 the the one thing sacrifice that's it right those people that are willing to sacrifice those people that are asking student in the calendar you know to get to your first million and beyond it mm-hmm. just takes that sacrifice you you have to do more you, you know when i got to my first million it took me nine months people thought i was smart but I sacrificed to get there. I sacrificed, I went to school, got a scholarship. I went to law school, top of my class. I had many opportunities and options. I took the options that paid the most money. I had a job that was at plan about $250,000 a year. I was far younger than everybody. I had a smaller territory, no relationships, no skills, no job, $100,000 in law loans. And I just sacrificed. I worked 10 years of productivity and nine months. So although other people were so impressed because I made my first million dollars nine months out of law school, mm-hmm. I beat everybody with math. If you think about it, I was actually far below plan. I was only at $100,000 a year for 10 years. I just worked 10 years in nine months. <laughs> right? And So I beat you with math. If, learn the math, reverse engineer, how many cold calls it takes, how many doors you have to knock, right. how many rejections right. you get. You know, learn a perspective, love, no, love, no. Just realize, man, what if I told you you're only 25 no's from getting what you want? How excited would you be after five no's? How excited would you be after 15 no's? Mm-hmm. Think how ecstatic you would be after 24 no's where everybody else's perspective is, man, that guy doesn't quit. That guy's never going to get there. Oh yes, you will get there because I guarantee you one thing, every single no puts you that much closer to a Yes. Just keep that perspective, man. Learn to love what you do. Sacrifice as much as you can, and you'll make more than a million dollars faster than anybody you know. That's it. I love you, man. Thanks, thanks so much for that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing my content. Don't forget, follow me at David Meltzer. Just go ahead, David Meltzer on LinkedIn, Google, YouTube. Does not matter. David Meltzer, D-A-V-I-D-M-E-L-T-E-R. Get all your friends. I want to help young people get rich, help people, and have fun. I appreciate it. We'll keep in touch. Thank you so much. Anytime, my brother. Thank you. Take care. I appreciate you. Appreciate you.